welcome back to another episode of her Gypsy Soul podcast, The Story Set by Nas. My name is Jacqueline Van Bierk. I am your host. I'm a singer, songwriter, I'm an artist, I am a composer, I'm a lover of life and a traveler. Um, I'm currently in Michigan. That's why my background is not as funky and fun as it usually is. Um, I left Los Angeles a while ago, um, actually in February. And so I've been going slowly making my way to New York, then to Germany. Um, I can talk about that in more detail at another episode, maybe um, the life of a traveler, <laughs> cross-country traveler. My entire house is currently in my car, um, but I'm loving it and I'm exploring. And I think if you get a chance, I highly recommend it. Anyway, um, I love bringing people together through storytelling and we are so much more alike than we are different. And I keep saying that because it is the truth. And I love that many of my guests end up connecting with some of the audience members and people that are listening in. And there's always something to learn from somebody else. And what I love about today's guest, her name is Katie Ferrara. She's a singer songwriter and um, she has been in this business for about 10 years and she is such a self-made, always hustle bustle um, artist that I've always admired because of her work ethic, of her ability to adjust and always learn and adapt and change. So with no further ado, I saw one of her posts recently and I was like, I need to have you on my podcast because I want to talk to you in more detail about it and let people hear your story. Anyways, with no further ado, here's Katie. Hi, Katie. It is so great seeing you and so awesome having you. I know you for many years through Mark to Planet LA Records. That's how we met and actually connected. And we were both on a record with them. Um, when I, I always wanted to see when planets align but that was actually the album that was a separate project with mark um the lovers and angels a musical rock musical which is like so awesome and we did a couple songs and we did a live performance that was amazing um but recently i was on facebook and i saw one of your posts and i was like man this girl is always on fire you always i just love how you're such a indie artist do it yourself you always find a way to just make things happen on your own. You don't wait for things to happen. You, you, you busk, you, you do live stream, you know, like you do so many things. I would love for you to share with people that are artists and maybe they aren't as, you know, resourceful <laughs> as you because you have the experience and the knowledge and I love your mindset. I think you have an amazing mindset that is so important in being in this industry and being an artist, you know? So if you would love to share a little bit about your journey, where you came from and where you are now, you know? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on your um, show. And yeah, I, I, I wrote that post that you saw just because um, I just felt like, you know, now more than ever with, with COVID, um, a lot of artists are kind of giving up. I definitely kind of went through that, you know, all my gigs had gotten canceled last year and I struggled to, you know, know exactly where my place was. 
And I also had a lot of time to reflect on, um, okay, what's, what is success in the end? And, and, and I think something that I wanted to touch upon that you mentioned was your mentality, because, you know, I've been doing this like, you know, for 10 years, over 10 years. And um, the longer I do it, the more I'm like, well, it's not really about like, you know, making money or being famous or, I mean, all that stuff comes with, you know, the art, like you're, when you're successful, you, you can achieve those things, but to really be abundant, you kind of have to have the mentality first. And I think, you know, when you're a young artist and you're starting out, the goal is like, be famous. <laughs> you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to be on The Voice or like these, these TV shows. Um, it's a popularity contest. And in the end, like actually know what makes you um, a memorable and a really great artist is, I mean, you have to be technically good. Um, you have to like really practice and, and learn your craft. But I also just think that if you're a good person, like the relationships around you are really going to be what lead to your success. So, you know, that, that all starts from within. And I think especially, you know, when, when your identity is like kind of taken away, like it was in the last year or so, you wonder like, well, who am I underneath yeah. all of like this that you see me, you know, stand, sitting here in this chair, like who am I behind, you know, all my makeup and the clothes that I'm wearing and my guitar, like who is Katie, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we forget to to question that but yeah my my journey as an artist i guess well where should i start like what should i well i think that i love i've always admired from the day i met you 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 just get up play your guitar and just do your songs you know it doesn't matter where you are you're always ready to go and then <laughs> you also have an endorsement you did the looper and i just admired like your your work ethic and I know this is all you just doing the work. It's not like, oh, you got just got lucky. You know, you just put yourself <laughs> out there. And so what was there ever a time where you were not in that spot where you were really shy and oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to just like get up in front of people, play my guitar, or was that kind of natural to you? Yeah, I, I've always been a shy person. I mean, that that has been like the one of the biggest things for me to overcome. I remember like I always wanted to sing um you know earlier than when I was a, a teenager like when I was you know in fourth grade I remember I I sang um it was like the Titanic <laughs> song you know my heart would go on right <laughs> yeah I remember singing that for my aunt when I was in fourth grade and I was like I like sat in the living room and like sang this to her and and like that was one of the first times I had um kind of broken out of my shell and was like Oh, I really like singing and I let people know that I liked singing. Um, you know, shyness, well, yeah, I, and then I, I, I think, you know, when I was in high school, I had another point, um, I, I joined choir and I sang, it was like a solo when I was um, in choir, we were given like, you know, in a, in a song, you yeah, get like yeah. your own yeah. like phrase yeah. or something yeah. to yourself. Yeah. I got to sing that and then everybody at school was like, oh, I didn't even know Katie could sing. So, you know, it's like little baby steps like that and, and, and influential people in your life that kind of 
um, make you think differently about yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and then in college, I, I really wanted to, to play music. I, I ended up getting my degree in psychology. Um, I think because I've always been really interested in like, I don't know, social interactions, like how to, like my own family too. Like I'm interested in like, okay, I need to heal myself and I'd like to heal other people. So I think that's kind of what drew me to the subject. Um, but I think like, it's just crazy because I've always wanted to do music, but it's, it's always been something I had to fight for. Um, Cause when I was in college, I thought like, well, I'm not gonna make any money off of this. So um, I'll just get, you know, something practical like psychology, I'll go into teaching or something. And um, I just always kept going back to it. I, in my free time, I would be playing guitar. I'd be sitting in front of YouTube and learning like covers. Um, I'd be going to open mics. Um, but I think what really did it for me was the fact that like, I, I think as, as an artist, you reach a certain point where you're like, I just need to express myself and I don't care you know, what the roadblock is, I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to find a way to do this because if I don't do this, then I'm going to regret this like later down the line. And I, you know, starting from me in like fourth grade as a teenager to, you know, I'm 25 and I'm like, if I don't go for this now, then I'm never going to do it. I think that's what really fueled me um, to work really hard and just do anything and um, you know, the busking thing, I, every interview that I do, I always tell people like, well, that's how I got my start in music. I was, I just went to the Santa Monica promenade and started playing out there. Um, I mean, I really think for me, at least like it, it was a breakthrough because I, I started making money, but also like, I was just in this emotional state where I, I really needed to express myself mm -hmm. and you know, the, the streets are wide open. You know, if somebody uh, doesn't like what you're playing, it's not like you're on a stage or they can throw tomatoes at you. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like I kind of um, lost my ego a little bit and, and I gained some humility just like playing outside because, you know, I thought I was the shit. I thought I was like so good at 25. I, I play, you know, shows in Hollywood and I, I do open mics. I had an EP out then and I thought I was a great musician, but I look back at some of these recordings and I'm like, Ugh, no, I sound terrible. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything. And that's why I'm like, well, because I had made this mentality like, oh, I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to go out and play the same set list. And even if I suck, even yeah. if I'm bad, even if people listen to me when I'm sounding like shit, like, <laughs> totally. You know, you kind of get over that like okay one day you're going to sound really bad and then the next day you're going to sound great like I did a gig yeah. yesterday and I mean honestly like I don't think I sounded very good <laughs> my guitar is like out of tune I'm tired oh man <laughs> you kind of have to get over that that perfection you know you're not always going to sound perfect um when when you're playing there you're going to have on days and off days and Absolutely. if you have a bad day and, and you're sounding like crap it doesn't mean you're always going to sound like crap you're gonna you're gonna sound great the next day or, or you, you kind of learn to like tell yourself like okay what were the good parts of this gig what did i enjoy about this and then you focus on that and i, I really think like part of pursuing 
your passion is what do you choose to focus on every day? Do you focus on like, oh, I'm not good enough. Am I like, not, you know, not talented enough? Oh, I don't know how to read music or I, you know, I, I don't write good enough songs. Or do you focus on like today I wrote in my journal and I wrote a whole page and I brain dumped everything and I listened to some really great music and I hung out with some fun people and that inspired me to start jamming on my guitar. Like there's so many things that you could focus on. Yes that make you feel like you're moving forward in your career. And I also remember like when I was starting out too, I'd always have this conflict between um, telling people what my profession was. They'd be like, well, what do you do for a living? And I was like, you know, in the middle of, do I say I'm a, you know, in teaching and do I say I'm a substitute teacher or do I say like, I'm a musician? And it was funny because like, if I would say musician first, like it was a weird thing to tell people you know, when you're first starting out, like you don't want to tell people, oh, I'm an artist or I'm a producer or I'm so-and-so unless like, you know, you're famous or like people really know you or you have like a few albums out. But if you don't have anything out, like most people just think, oh, you're just, you're kind of unemployed and you're, you're in your mom's basement and you're like yeah. a loser. <laughs> oh, they ask you, I, I get that question when I say I'm a musician. They're like, are you famous? I'm like, well, if I was, you would know me, but you know, I always say like, well, I am to some people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. I think it's our our um, confidence, you know, when you're like, oh, can I say that? Am I supposed to own it? You know? Yeah. You, yeah. It's like, it's hard to get to that point where um, you own the title of musician. And I just feel like, well, you just have to say it. And and really believe in it. Like, you, you know, I remember talking to one of my friends, he was like, you, you fake it till you make it. Yes. You, kind of, yes. you, you have to do that in, in the beginning, you know, even, even if you don't have much to show for it. it's like also writing your bio. I remember writing my music bio in the beginning and I'm like reading these things like Ari Herstan talks about, you know, um, how to like write a story or come yeah. up with some sort of spin on who you are as an artist. And, you know, I, I kind of understand that now um, because you're always going to be like reworking your bio and you need something to start with. And I never had anything to start with. I was like, I'm Katie and I play guitar and um, here's some of my influences. Now go check out my music. Like I didn't really know what to write. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's always something re, you rework, just like your brand too. Your, your brand doesn't have to stay the same throughout your whole career either. You know, you dye your hair a different color. Your hair's pink yeah. right now. So yeah. like, <laughs> it's so true. I think it's easy for us to get stuck. For me, like, I think we all have identity crises at, at some point in our career, right? Because we want to change, but then we're a little bit afraid because we're like, well, will people like me if I change the direction of my music? You know, there's so many things that sometimes get in your way that could really stop you, you know, when in reality, nobody would even care. People just want to see what Katie's up to, you know, and if Katie went, goes from singer songwriter to metal, they might be like, oh, cool. <laughs> Didn't expect that, you know, they may lose some fans, but don't be afraid to change for sure you know yeah i agree with that, agree with that. yeah you can you can change over time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. how did you end up getting your um endorsement for the looper because that was pretty cool you, you were at nam right you would perform 
Oh yeah. Are you talking about the um the TC Helicon? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was through one of Mark's events, you know, mm. uh, Mark from Planet LA Records. Yes, yes. He holds those those events at NAM. And I remember talking to um, you know, one of the, the representatives, artist relations representatives, and I mentioned, you know, oh, I, I I go busking and I wanted to make my um, set, you know, more interesting because it was just me and the guitar. And I saw a couple other artists playing the pedal. And so I, I said, you know, I can make you some videos using this thing. So I, I, I remember it was like, uh, I guess it was, no, it was December, actually, not January. I think it was right before Nam actually. And I had made, um, it was a holiday tune, like the joy that seasons bring. I wrote this song and then I got my friend to film it on his balcony and I sent it in. And, you know, that was the kind of like the start of um, a relationship with this brand. You know, I was able to make some content and like really good looking content and then show people like, I, hey, I'm actively using this thing in all of my sets. You know, I, I'm um, taking pictures and posting them on my Instagram. Um, I, I think brands, they, they really like um, artists that can genuinely connect with, um, you know, people that are gonna, probably going to buy their product. You know, yeah. it's better than, you know, sending your product to someone who's not really going to do anything with it. Like, I, I think they could see that I was actively like, you know, out there and, and interacting with people on a daily basis. You know, that's and all how, it really is. And how brilliant of you to offer to make content for them so that you you brought value to the table. You weren't just like, oh, give me something, you know, <laughs> I can, yeah. I, I just want it. No, you showed them, hey, I can promote you by using this. And uh, that is a brilliant business move. Yeah. And I, building I, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of it like as a, as a business thing. I was just like, oh, I, I see how I can be helpful in this situation. Yeah. Or it wasn't like, oh, can I get something from these other people? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. And that's how the industry works anyway. It's about, like you said, relationships and, you know, just being genuine and, and, and authentic. Yeah, yeah. For sure, you know. So how have you been able to sustain yourself? When was the point where you said, okay, pandemic is going on. I can't really do my gigs now. Freaking out, right? How, what, what was the point where you decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do because I'm an artist and I'm, Katie, who always finds a way to make things happen. <laughs> when was the switch and how, what did, what did you do to really keep engaged with your fans? Like during the pandemic? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When everything kind of closed down and you, all your plans were like out the window. Yeah, I, you know, kind of switched to doing live streams. I was doing live streams on Facebook. Um, and then I was also um, getting into remote recording as well. I bought um, this Chaotica ball. Have you seen this thing? Oh, wait, is this for your mic? Yeah, you put this over your microphone. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so you can record at home. And so I'm not like in the best treated room. I'm, I mean, I've treated this wall, but yeah, the whole room isn't treated. So this kind of solves the problem. So I can take this anywhere and record. Um, but it's, it's been great because there's tons of like 
people recording from home now mm. and they need vocals. And so I, I put up um, on, my, on my Instagram story, I said, hey, I just got this Chaotica ball. Does is, is anybody need vocals? And I got messages from like some DJs and producers and they're like, oh yeah, we'd love to have you sing. And I mean, it was, it was just as easy as that. I kind of just said, hey, I'm available. Anybody need vocals? And then an opportunity started coming along. So I was, I was able to you know, sustain myself doing some, some remote recording from home. And, you know, I had to learn, I don't learn a lot about the technology too, like not just, you know, logic, you know, kind of getting used to opening up a session and, you know, recording with what I have, but also like for live streaming too, I had to learn how to use OBS studio. I don't know if you've, you've used that before, but I haven't, I heard about it, but I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely a learning curve to it, and a, a lot of people they use it for Twitch, um, or you know other other live streaming sites. So you can put like overlays on your screen, and you know have <clears throat> lots of interactive things going. So you know I I, I feel like also as an artist you kind of have to constantly be updating yourself on the new technology and, and what's available. Also TikTok, I, I started getting into that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've mostly used the, this past year um, to, to do writing. You know, I, I think also um, as much as I, I, I love engaging my fans, I think there was a turning point for me when I thought, well, I don't constantly have to be hustling all the time because like that, I think that works um, in the short run, but in the long run, you're going to get burnt out. Totally. And so I think the people that really enjoy your music and you for, for who you are, um, they're not going to mind if you take a break from your social media, like, you know, say you need a month and you're like, okay, I just want to work on recording. I mean, that's when you kind of know you have a fan base and you have people out there already. And you, I think it's better to like nurture your super fans and cherish those relationships that you've built over time instead of constantly trying to go for new fans all the time. You know, there's always gonna be new apps out there. I mean, TikTok, for example, um, Twitch, for example. Yeah, there, there's a possibility that you could meet all of these new people, but it's like, what about the people that you already know who already support you, you know? Yeah. So it kind of just made me think about, you know, engaging with fans, like maybe this is also an opportunity just to you know, really build stronger relationships with the people who have been supporting me over the last, you know, five, six years of me doing all of this. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I know sometimes I'm on Instagram posting stuff and I'm thinking, you know, they don't pay me. <laughs> I should focus on the people that are actually interested in what I'm doing and, 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 really serve them more and and build better relationships with them and sometimes we forget that because we think oh we have to always be out there to be seen to be heard because that there's so much pressure I think from you know especially when you're more on social media because then you see everybody else doing stuff and you have to remind yourself like for me personally where I'm like you know what no I don't have to post every day I don't have to share every minute of my life you know yeah it's, it's not even healthy I think and also you you at some point people don't even really care you know maybe like so there's a fine balance I think yeah it's definitely a balance and and I definitely think like um you know 
artists, different artists have different um, ways of being successful. Like some artists do really well by having, you know, a schedule and yeah. posting on every platform, but they usually have something to promote. If you're just posting on every platform and you don't have any new music out, it's like, okay, like what, what do you want to prioritize at this time? Mm -hmm. um, do you want to prioritize your image or do you want to prioritize making your art? And you know, then your goals are going to be different from somebody else. So you can't also like compare yourself to all these other artists doing things online because they all have different goals and different reasons for being online in the first place. Very, very true. Um, so what, which platform would you say works best for you when you are um, doing your live streams or do you do them simultaneously? Like all at the same time, just plug it all in like this camera is <laughs> Facebook yeah. and my YouTube. Honestly, I really love Facebook and I love okay. that they, they introduced the stars that so, you know, people can give you, they're kind of like bits like on Twitch um, oh. or on Periscope. When, when Periscope was still around, we, we would get hearts. Um, so stars are kind of the same way. Um, they, they allow you to make money from your streams. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can Facebook. actually, yeah, Facebook, Facebook stars. It's a program that I think you can apply for it on your music business page. Um, but you can have goals for your stars and that kind of encourages people to, to donate more. You can post like your PayPal or your Venmo up. Um, and Facebook's more like performance based rather than like, oh, I'm just sitting at my computer and like noodling on my guitar. It's, it's, it's like, oh, people want to watch when you have an online show. Hmm. It's more curated versus um, something like Twitch. My experience with that, um, Twitch is, it's just kind of laid back, you know, it's just fun and you can be in your pajamas like jamming and not really <laughs> doing it, just talking with people. And that's, that's fine cool. too. It's, yeah. it's just a different platform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I personally haven't done either actually, but um, I always find it interesting, like different platforms work for different people, you know? Um, I mean, TikTok, I still don't quite get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got all these views, uh, but my, my followers are not growing, but whatever, you know? Like, TikTok it, is, is like the lottery system. You have to go viral on it. And yeah, it's just so strange, but yeah. You, so you were just in the studio. So yeah. are you currently working on a new album? Um, what, do you, what are you up to right now? Yeah, so um, I tracked a bunch of songs last year. I've got about nine songs tracked that are going towards a new album. And then I'm working on um, my next single. It's gonna uh, be a, like, kind of like a jazzy type song. Um, and it, it's got a claymation video. So I found an artist in Italy and he is like animating play to the music. Oh, nice, I love that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he's just finishing that up. I'm I'm having him put like the lyrics in from the song. Um, so I'm I'm probably gonna drop that single like in the next three or four weeks, and then mm -hmm. I'll do a pre-order for my album. And then the stuff I was working on tonight, that's going to be for like another EP. I'm, I'm just trying to like record as much and like make a bank of songs that like I can have because I know that when, you know, everything starts opening up again, I'm not going to have time to record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. you know, I didn't have time before the pandemic. I was always like, yeah, I'm going in, I'm going to go into the studio. And then I, I, you know, just be too busy or too tired. And that, that's why I was saying like, it's, it's been, I kind of liked like the, the quarantine. So I'm like, well, we can't go outside anyway. So I might as well just yeah. write songs and record. When are we going to have a chance to do this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. It's funny because I do a lot of composing, so I didn't even mind it because I'm in the studio a lot anyway. And if I'm out, I'm usually out with my dog in the park. Um, that hasn't changed much. Um, how do you feel about everything that's going on in LA, right? Because you you are actually born in LA, right? Yeah, you're yeah. like the natives, like yeah, <laughs> the rare people. <laughs> yeah. How's it going right now over there? It's good. You know, things are opening up again. And, um, you know, I, I think Los Angeles was one of the cities that was probably more slow to open up. I, I saw like some musicians on Facebook, they'd be streaming. And this was like three or four months ago, like someone was in Florida and I had another friend in Texas and they're already just playing out. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I was a little jealous. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> it'll happen for us soon. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but it, it it's yeah getting relatively back to normal. Mm -hmm. That is great to hear. Actually, um, do you have already things lined up, or it's still kind of like all pending? I I've got some summer gigs gigs lined up, um, all the way up until September. Oh, good. That's Everything good. is yeah coming together. Awesome. Um, you know share a little bit of advice on what artists i i know from your post you were talking about you know the things you should be doing like and it's not like this is what you have to do but that could be really helpful if you want to sustain a career in the, in this industry that is ever changing yeah. and evolving and and, and you know it, it's just we never know what's going to happen but we, the only thing we can do is, is our best right yeah. What, what advice do you have for, for people? Because I, I love your post. Um, I'm actually going back to the yeah, post. Yeah, please. Because it was just like, you know, I thought, you know, yes. I was kind of just ranting and I was like, what did I write in this thing? <laughs> I love your rants because your rants are super long, but they're not boring. Where when you really go for it. And I love it because there's first of all, you're so honest, you know, you know, there's a holding back. And I love that about you because you're just like, here's how it is, here's how I feel, and take it or leave it, but that's my, you know, my point of view, and more people should be like that, because a lot of times people don't want to speak up, or they feel like, mm -hmm. oh, life is not fair, you know, um, when in reality, we are all the creators of our own reality, and of our life, and it's up to us to make things happen, and when something doesn't work out, well, then you take a detour, you know, but yeah. I Post. I loved all the things you were saying. So if you want to share some of those points. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think I was talking about how to be a secure versus insecure artist. And I think we all battle between both. Like nobody's secure the whole time. and Nobody's completely insecure. There's things that we always need to work on. Um, and I, I wrote this because um, I just, I've, I failed a lot. I've done a lot of dumb things. 
I think we, we all have, you know, and some of us don't want to admit it, but we all have. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, making hasty decisions. So that was one thing I put on the list that, you know, when you're an artist, like, if say a producer comes up to you and is just like, okay, it's going to be like $3,000 a track. Do you want to spend that $3,000 on one song? Is that a good business model to have because I've definitely met those producers out there and I'm like I feel like there's this pressure on us because you know you see all these other artists and you're like well I want to put my music out and it has to sound really good and professional and, and the thing is you might not even be at the point where like you're even able to spend that much money on a track like that's that's a label budget and if you're an indie artist like why is this person even asking you to pay three thousand dollars a track like it just seems fishy like you kind yeah. of have to you have to shop around is what I'm saying. If one person quotes something, don't just step on the first thing that is given to you, like ask a bunch of other producers. And, and the other great thing about the internet is that you can do your research now. You know, it's not just about, oh, I met this person at a party. And so they're trustworthy because I've met them at a party. I'm like, well, you could meet like five or six other producers on Instagram or something and schedule meetings with them and, and see what their rates are, you know? They need you more than you need them. You kind of have to have that, that mentality. And a lot of the time, I think we're told by the industry, like, oh, this is how the industry works. You know, you have to kind of kiss up to, you know, these, these publishing, um, they sync licensing companies. That's another thing. Like, I remember I took a class, um, this was like a few years ago, and you know, they're all talking about how to write um, emails. And I think this is really good. You want to write a professional email to um, the person who's going to be shopping your songs. But, you know, just the way that they were talking to the artists in the class, it kind of just made everybody in there feel like, well, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, this person's making me feel like I can't do this on my own. Like I, I need them for something. It's like, we almost have this like toxic relationship with like people in the business. And it's like, wait a minute. No, I am worthy. I can do this on my own. You need me. I don't need you. And, and if more artists start thinking like that, absolutely, then we stop getting into these relationships with phony bookers and phony photographers and phony producers, filmmakers who yeah. don't even know what they're doing and are charging you way too much money. And then you're like, I can't even get my art out because my overhead to just be an artist. I'm not even an artist anymore. This is like an expensive hobby. Yeah. Like you start, when you start having that business mindset, you start realizing like, oh, I'm in charge. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be taken advantage of um, by people who are telling me like what my worth is. No, I determine my worth. Absolutely. Not the other way around, you know, I put on here, um, you know, yeah, about learning gigs and being a drama queen or king, um, yeah, spending yeah, time yeah. with popular people. That's another thing. Like, um, I, I think it's important to be in LA uh, because you definitely, like we wouldn't have met each other if we, you know, oh, yeah. we're in LA. I think it definitely helps with relationship. But I think too, um, in some ways I felt like my experience in the music industry has been a replay of my high school. Like <laughs> everyone wants to hang with the cool kids and the popular kids. It's so remember, phony sometimes. It's just, it's, it's nauseating. 
you know? It's nauseating and yeah. it's funny and it's like, you just realize once you see through all of that, there's like a whole new world and a whole new level to explore. And you really get into just the point of making art. You know, you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it just for you. You're doing it because you need to express yourself and you have something to say. And, you know, just because you go to like this songwriter showcase in Hollywood or whatever, and like pe maybe people don't clap for you. Maybe they're like talking over your song. And like that, that kind of stuff, I mean, it still annoys me, but <laughs> it still annoys me when so, people talk over me. I know. I feel like, why are you there? Because you know, <laughs> when you're a songwriter, it's not a loud rock band where it's like, you know, you can talk and nobody would notice. It's just a rude thing to do. It, you know, it doesn't matter. Then leave the, leave the room. But I to know. be in there and just talk over artists, I always feel so bad because I'm like, that is just like the most disrespectful you can ever do to someone you know i know you don't I mean, go to a meeting and talk blah 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 blah. you're in a meeting to let that person who has the meeting and is uh -huh. speaking talk you know i was thinking about that situation because i've been in that situation many times and and i think yes okay it's important for the audience to be quiet especially in a songwriter venue but i'm also thinking too um you know even if if the audience was talking and you know it's like you have this expectation you can't have you can't go into a a gig having expectations because you're going to be let down there's going to be that poo pooer that one person that's like just super loud while you're singing and it's like are you going to like call them? i mean you can call them out that's i've seen people do that on stage they call them out or you could just i don't know you, you get over it you can't you can't take things Yes. Personally, it's like at the end of the day, I am doing my art for me and I'm not doing it for everyone else in the room. And that's when the tables turn and everybody else in the room, they just shut up because they're like, oh, this person's up there enjoying themselves right now. They're not doing this for my approval. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I've definitely had that experience. Like, when I'm busking, for example, if I'm like, oh, I need to make like $100 tonight. I'm going to play all, all these songs, all these hit songs. Like I'll do that. And some songs I'll, 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 I know I'm going to get tips, but, but sometimes like, I think people, it's like, they can sense it subconsciously. Like I'm desperate or something like right. I need, totally. like, yeah. need to make this money right now. I need to show off. And then when I'm just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to play. I'm not going to take requests from people. I'm just going to play whatever song, whatever. I want to get into the feeling that I'm in right now. I close my eyes and I sing and then then somebody will like put money in. and I'm like why are you putting money in like <laughs> I'm not even I'm not trying I'm just doing this for me and I'm just right. enjoying this it's the same thing on stage in a venue it's like you know you're just you're so into it. and I, I think people like watching that yes. because they find it really really difficult to do that themselves everybody's wearing a mask and everybody's like in a job that they don't like or doing things that they, they don't like doing and then they see you and they're just like how did that person just become naked on stage yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> how did they just do that and not care what i think and at that point you're like oh okay like that is success as an artist like you're just completely vulnerable and you could be sounding terrible at that point but who cares like you're doing it for you and not everyone can do that. So I was going to add to that because you said it perfectly. You empower others by doing that because they realize, wow, I, I would never like 
a lot of people think that being on stage is really scary for them, you know? So for someone to be up there and they're having a great time and they don't even care, you know? At some point, they, you get the attention by that because I think it's that, that, that thing when you ignore something, they just chase you <laughs> versus you chasing something and it, it <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's that kind of energy that it, it's- Cat mouse. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, empo it's empowering for you as an artist, but it's also empowering for the people in the audience, because they admire that, mm. giving them something, you know, that, because I remember playing too with a band, where, well, one time I was like, oh my God, I just want to leave, like nobody was paying attention, you know, <laughs> but there were these mirrors on the sides, and I was like, oh, I look pretty good, and I was like, <laughs> checking myself out and having a blast and the next thing like you said the next thing that people kept coming and they like, having fun because i just had a blast i was like you know what fuck them all like yeah. i'm not gonna you want to play pool over there and not and totally ignore us fine yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna be up here this is my stage and i'm gonna have a blast yeah you know and that that is the right attitude to have so i agree yeah. with you. like you can never take it personal because yeah you don't know what people yeah. went through and you bring the party, the, 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 the people in the room don't bring, you're the one who brings it to them. I, I, I think that's so important too, like, because there's a big difference between playing a show and then, you know, doing these, I do a lot of cover gigs or like events where people are like taking requests and stuff. And at that point, I'm an entertainer and I'm kind of catering to them. Yeah. But I think as an artist, like, you don't always have to cater to the people in the room, you yeah. know, because it's, it's also about respect at the end of the day uh, you know even if you're doing covers so it's always about respect like if you don't want to do something you don't have to do it your enjoyment it should be the most important thing when you're performing absolutely yeah yeah i agree yeah so yeah, I guess I could go through more of the things. Yeah, yeah, I want, I want to hear more. Like I loved everything you were like listing. <laughs> there was some juicy stuff in there. <laughs> Holding resentment, um, having a win mentality and seeing others as competition. I think, where did I put it? I just moved, what did I do with the post? <clears throat> Let me go back. Yeah, seeing others as competition, I think, well, the hardest thing when you are in the scene is um, not seeing people as competition. Like you have to see people um, as collaborators and you have to see their value. Um, so again, that's, that's also going back to like seeing yourself as valuable because when you see yourself as valuable, then you realize like, I don't need to copy somebody else or be like somebody else. Like I'm fine just the way I am. Um, you know, and, and I think as artists too, like we, we, we start out um, when you're learning a song, you copy, you know, an artist that you like. And that, that kind of, there's like different levels. Like, an amateur is someone who, you know, plays music. The word amateur means like, you know, a lover, like you, you do art for the love of it, right? So like you're playing music because you just really love the sound of someone's voice or their style of guitar playing. So you copy that um, versus being inspired. Oh, okay, that's what I wanted to get to is, is, you know, there's a difference between copying and being inspired by someone. Copying is, you know, comes from this very insecure place 
I'm not all the time insecure, but maybe you're just learning. You're learning how to just interact and, you know, figure out who you are and we're exactly. versus, yeah, being inspired by exactly. another artist, for example. Um, that's that's when you you kind of take their idea, idea, but then you you change it and you make it into something new. And it's like, you're always acknowledging like that person, that person's influence on you, but then you're like making something completely new. And, and I think in order to be inspired, you have to collaborate with other people. You can't see them as competition because when you see them as competition, you know, then, then you don't really make anything new. You end up copying. I guess yeah, if you're yeah. like going to make a chart out of that, <laughs> you don't really go anywhere. And it's not very inspiring to, to just come from a competitive place. Because mm -hmm. then it's that somebody said that you, you're either competing or you're creating. I think Bob Proctor said that once. And that always stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're either creating or you're competing. And so uh, I, I love that. Yeah. It's like, what would you rather do? Would you rather compete or create? We're always like competing in some way just because it is the music industry. I mean, you have these these um, music contests out there where, you know, maybe you're submitting your stuff online. But I mean, I always think competition, it shouldn't be about the win or lose competition. Right. If it's healthy competition, you see somebody else and it kind of encourages you to put out your best self. And that way you get better. So yeah, yeah, your end goal shouldn't always be about winning. It should yeah. just be like, how can I put up my best self in this particular situation? And then that way you get inspired by somebody. Absolutely. And I love when you said healthy competition because as healthy competition, where you think, oh my God, I'm so inspired by that. I want to write a song like that. Not because I want to beat them and be better, but because, oh my God, I really loved the song structure or the production, you know, something that something new that I haven't done yet that I want to explore. And, and that's a healthy competition, I think. Yeah. 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 That's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think, well, I don't know what else I could say. I, oh, I've got um, <laughs> posts, selfies for attention and quick likes. I guess I touched a lot on like social media. <laughs> You know, I'm always impressed. Like, it's so weird. There was like a few people that I, I used to like look up that profile and there was this one guy with a beard and I swear to God, every day he posted a picture. It was the same picture, different background. It was so weird, but he would get like hundreds of likes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it. What what is What is it about this person? Like, it was just like, in a, in a little different angle. But it, it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, hey, good for you. Yeah, I hope you're monetizing this in one way or another. But yeah, it was weird. That's so funny. I think, well, maybe he got all those likes because it's the algorithm. The algorithm likes consistency. Yeah. He likes yeah. selfies. Um, it, yeah, his brand is just beards. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. At some point, I was like, why am I following this person? Like, <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like beards. So it was like weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
but yeah, you had some great points there. <laughs> I know you had a ton more, but I understand. Like you just, you just like, what else was I saying? Yeah, I guess okay to be um, a secure artist or you know someone successful. You create community. That's that's another thing I wanted to touch upon is when you build your fan base. Fans are bases are, aren't about numbers. Like you could have maybe like 10 to 20 fans and that's way better than having like a hundred people that don't care about you. You know, um, I think as, as artists, we are leaders and we're, we're the ones that create that community. Like people get drawn to music because you know, they're looking for a sense of belonging somewhere. And there's so many different ways that we can create that online or at a show or um you know you're doing a podcast right now so it's it's like you're just creating a way for people to connect with each other um so like and if you have that mentality then as long as you, you have that mentality like any anything that you do that has has to do with your music is going to build you know, fans and relationships. So like, I don't, I don't even have to be doing music. I could be baking cupcakes or something, or I could be like, sometimes I do like streams where I'm just like cooking in my kitchen and maybe I'll play one or two songs or something, but people tune in because they're like, well, I just, you know, want to feel like I'm a part of something. And I love that. Yes. Yeah. It's just kind of hanging out. It's hanging out. Like, let's come over to my house virtually and hang out. Right. Like, yeah. Like we're at a party. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think, yeah, that, that's, that's something that I've noticed is as the successful artists, they, they do that. They create that yeah. sense of community with their fans instead of like, oh, here's my 100,000 followers on my Instagram or Spotify. I've got all these plays on my Spotify. Like, that's great. But, you know, do you know any of those people? How many of those people actually like bought your music or like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And Spotify is too, it's not like the people on your mailing list because you don't even know who these people are. No. You know, that, that's that's actually not a good thing. Yeah. Because it's, what if Spotify goes away tomorrow and you had like 1 million followers? Who are these people, right? Like. Yeah, I think it's a different game. We, we've got two different industries going on. We have the Grammy industry and then we have the indie music industry. Yeah, yeah. And the indie music industry sprouted from um the boom of the internet you know like the early 2000s yeah with myspace and and then what do we have after that and then we had like napster and all of the, the downloading you could download your music well really yeah myspace is kind of like MySpace was about. the biggest thing yeah yeah and and so you know that's that's kind of when the label labels were like oh um we don't own artists anymore and so, you know, in some ways it's kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like, okay, there's like more work that we have to do, mm -hmm. but then we also get more freedom. It's just a different approach at looking at your music versus like, you know, if you're signed to a label, um, that's when the Spotify plays matter. That's when, yeah. you know, numbers matter. So, I guess, yeah, again, going back to like your goal as an artist, like what do you want to be? Do you, if, if you want to be the Grammy award-winning artist and your approach, 
with your music is going to be totally different than yeah. an indie grassroots indie person mm-hmm. you know? and i think too wouldn't you agree when you know so many people still want to get signed and i feel like do you even need to get signed because if you manage to get all these followers on spotify and you did all that work on your own and the label comes in and just wants everything right like 360 deal and you go wait like i paid for my recordings i paid for all the mm-hmm. releases which people don't understand that even though it's digital you still have to pay for mastering you still sometimes pay for the studio you're still paying for um distribution it's there's a yeah. lot of for your website for your social certain social media um sites you pay so it's not um you know, even Spotify uh, Pro you pay, you know, or like if you want YouTube Pro you pay. So these kind of things add up that are costs, you know. Um, so is it worth, you know, having a label and and maybe dropping you or putting you on a shelf while you could be just doing your thing and with all these different platforms available now, in a way, I agree with you that it's, man, it's never been a better time if you're really willing yeah. to hustle, if you're willing to hustle. Yeah. Exactly. So we might as well use what's available to us and just find find your own voice too. I think I think that's the most important thing is is when once you know like who you are and your brand and and you're just authentically yourself, then the fans will come and the money will come and you know you you just have to have faith in that. Absolutely. Um, you just did like a live stream two hours yesterday or the day before. You did like a two-hour Facebook Live that I. Oh yeah, it was it was yesterday. So I had a gig yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I streamed the gig. Awesome. How how did that go? That was good. Yeah. yeah awesome. I I love hearing that um, because I know that Facebook is not always friendly with artists. So you saying that that makes me actually really happy to hear. Yeah. That, that's a good sign uh besides music you are such an interesting person do you have so many tell us about more about like who is katie when she's not making music like what <laughs> what, what do you love to do and what's your what's your secret to staying so beautiful and healthy and what do you do <laughs> um I, I i like going biking that's like my new hobby i got a, a folding bicycle Oh, yeah it's i don't want to show you that well can, i don't know if i could show it to you on the, the yeah, video. Yeah, if it's big enough i mean if the screen is big enough yeah okay so this bike this is my bike <laughs> maybe you can see it let me lift it up oh, oh nice yes <laughs> so this bike folds in half that is can- so badass yeah, you can you can fit it in your car, so you don't have to take the wheel off the front wheel. So I've been taking that to the beach and then just biking around like in Santa Monica, or oh, I'll do my groceries. I like going to farmers markets and then like I put a basket on the back so I could put like my food and stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it! Yes. Yeah. You go in the mountains with it as well, or not yet? I can't go in the mountains with it because the wheels are kind of thin. Okay. It's mostly like, you know, like a street bike. Yeah, yeah. But that's badass that you can fold it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I got, I'm really into, yeah, the biking. And then I, I got my tarot cards. I, I don't know if you see my 
I, I saw something over that mic. I think it's like something magic. I, I just, I knew something magic. <laughs> my friend, so I did a stream and my friend Kevin, he like got really into it. Like I, I wasn't like streaming my music. I was streaming like um, learning about the Rider weight cards. Oh, I, I have those too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I got, um, he got me this box to put them in. I love the box, yes. It was cool, but yeah, I was. I love that deck, yeah, I have that too. I have three yeah. different ones. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I had like a coloring book, so I was streaming um, like myself coloring the cards and then telling people about all the different meanings. Um, that's how I learned about like the tarot cards. I'm really into them. I'm, I'm like obsessed now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's like a little bit of me. Well, I wonder what decks, what, what decks do you have? You have Rider Weight and you've got. I yeah. have that. And then I have, um, in, I don't, I don't know the name of it. And I have it in the back of my car. Otherwise I would pull it out right now. Um, it's gorgeous. It's, it's a, it's, it's like an, it's a very different artwork like whenever i draw those cards i actually like have to like double check is that the like the wands the, the, <laughs> the cups like it's really hard i don't know what the name of it is i should know it i don't know but it was like one of those really artsy um ones that i got at at um on ventura boulevard at that store um what's that store called i keep wanting to say pan pipes but pan pipes was like in you know in in hollywood um i i can't remember right now but yeah and i have another little they're smaller they look really cute too like so i have like three the one you have and then i have two two other ones and i i love them but when i moved i i had books accompanying them so that i could look things up and i now only have one book that and and i'm still learning i'm not great at it i do readings for myself sometimes but i look online you know like i'm like yeah. oh, I still do that too. I'm just like, yeah. oh, what's, um, Biddy Tarot. Biddy Tarot is a really great website. I'll look up some of the definitions. I'm like, oh, oh cool. <laughs> I do the Lotus Tarot, that, but that's Lotus. good. I want to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I have the fairy cards, the Brian Froud fairy cards, which oh, I pretty. absolutely love. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's like my favorite. Oh, I love that though. I have to see, I have to like pay more attention to like, catch one of your streams yeah yeah i'll i'll definitely post i usually um you know put it on my, my personal page on rose and i'll say oh i'm you know streaming at this time at katie ferrara um so yeah I'll, I'll message you next time i please and tell us what's coming up next so um that we know where to find you and also where to buy your music and how yeah. to support you you know so yeah, I, like I said, I have a single that's gonna be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, it's it's called We Are Here. And there's also a claymation video that's gonna be coming out with it. Can we just see it? Yeah, it's su super cool. And um, yeah, if you wanna be updated, you can find my music at Katie Ferrara Music on Facebook um, or at my website, katieferrara.com on Instagram as well at Katie Ferrara Music. I'm also on YouTube um, and then Twitch and I'm on TikTok as well. Oh, and Hapsap. Hapsap is a new live streaming app that I, I like to do. Um, so check me out on all those platforms. Oh, wow. I have to check that one out. I didn't know yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for joining and for sharing your story and your exciting new music coming out that I'm really excited to hear. And um, I wish you the best and we will talk very soon and everybody else will find you in the description below. They'll find your links and they will connect with you, I hope. That sounds great. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for having me, Jacqueline. Yeah. Of course. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. And as always, thank you so much for stopping by, for being part of this, for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. And don't be afraid to reach out to my guests, contact them, collaborate with them, become friends with them, you know, share more stories, have coffee. Um, I just love, love, love bringing people together. So with that said, thank you so much. You have an amazing, wonderful weekend. I will see you next week. And I will leave you with a song of mine as always. And also, if you are interested in getting one of my shawls, I have a mega special going on right now. Buy three, get one free. Um, because once they're out, they're out. I'm discontinuing this run. Um, so grab yours while it's still available and spread the word. As always, like, comment, share, uh, subscribe. And I will see you next Friday. Thank you so much for being here. Take care. When you feel alone Left behind Tired of being strong Walking on thin ice Long for a shoulder A friend who cares When you're knocking on doors But no 